0: We started Fagamuffin Block Party at, um, and we talked about the lack of black queer spaces in Hackney. I had no idea that this ever existed.
1: How do you feel close to your community? As queer people who have historically been shunned from mainstream society, the importance of us having our own spaces can't really be overstated. So why is it that all we ever hear in the news are stories about queer spaces being in decline? What's really going on? Well, this is a history podcast, so before we try and answer that question for today, Hannah, Don and I are going to take a little step back into the 1980s. Why don't you come and join us? Episode three, where did all the spaces go? Okay, Great, so what else, what else should we look at, Hannah?
2: Um, so yeah. as we're in a Hackney Council building, should Shall we, we yeah. look at Hackney Council's yeah. relationship? Yes. So this is the women's unit, which was a council kind of supported group.
1: And what is it you're showing us, Hannah?
2: So what we have see we're seeing a bound volume of a newsletter that was created by the women's unit which was a kind of output of Hackney Council and in particular they spoke a lot to the lesbian communities in Hackney. Should we read it out? Do you yeah. want to, you want to read it out? Yes,
0: because I am I'm looking at this and one of the and the headline is calling all lesbians in Hackney which I absolutely love. So I am and this comes from Hackney Council women's unit Oh my word, this is amazing. So the Women's Committee has a small budget for Lesbian Strength Week, never heard of that before, but yeah, Lesbian Strength Week, like that, which has only just been agreed in our budget. We would like to discuss with lesbians in Hackney what kind of activities you would wish the council to be putting on. And supporting financially during that
1: week. Right. So, the, so they they've been told they can have some money, yep. And it's them going out to Hackney and saying lesbians. What? So one thing, the
2: one thing that came forward was Chats Palace, which is still with us, which is a community-led um, arts centre. But what's significant about this is this is only. This might take me a bit of time to find the date. This is 1989.
0: What?
2: So I've been able to track back to when Hackney started being more proud of their lesbian and gay men to this lovely, dull-looking, but actually really lovely report written by a group of staff who identified as lesbian and gay at the time. And they are telling the council what they want and what the council should do to make life better for not just the workers, but the residents in Hackney.
1: So right, so what are they recommending? They're saying that the council should develop and encourage a positive attitude to lesbians and gay men within the council and in the community generally and work to eliminate a negative approach to lesbians and gay men ensure that a full range of services is provided for lesbian and gay men Uh, support autonomous lesbian and gay groups in Hackney so so they're basically saying to the Hackney council you need to get get yourself together when it comes to
2: do better for us and this is how you do it if you need some help we're here to help you and this is what you should do That's
1: just amazing, like the people working on the inside, isn't it? Just trying to make things better for their allies and everyone
2: else. and they would have likely have done this voluntarily as well.
1: From the 1980s onwards, we can read the records of members of staff within Hackney Council trying to work from the inside to make life better for themselves and their queer allies. In part, this was about the council itself doing better, as Hannah says, but it was also about the council helping to support the grassroots queer groups that could already be found across Hackney. These were groups which locals themselves had started to better connect with their queer communities, and which in time became of fundamental importance to those communities. Hannah tells us more. Yeah. Hannah, you've been turning the pages to some stuff um, and that's very interesting. What's this?
2: Yeah, it's just also highlighting the kind of intersectional groups as well. That there were more specialists. So in Hackney, there was Centreprise. So Centreprise started in the 1970s. It was a community initiative. It started off as a bookshop. Wow. So they sold alternative literature, working class, black literature, that kind of thing. Then they gradually started working with other community groups and became a hub. Um, unfortunately, they closed in 2012, much to people mourn it today, because it was a place where people could cross over. Yeah. So you weren't just living in your little hubs of. I'm exclusively the South Asian Women's Centre. I'm exclusively the Black Cultural Archives, which are wonderful spaces. Yeah. But sometimes there's an intersection between those communities where you need to talk and do projects together. Centerprise gave that space. So the Women's Cafe hosted all sorts of nights. They did International Women's Night. They did.
1: They've got a whole host of events. They've got a seaside outing, the Word Up Women's Cafe, the Black Lesbian and Black Girls. Oh my cafe.
2: word.
1: Yeah. Kingsland High Street. And so was that Enterprise where
0: Centreprise well? was, was? Yes. Oh.
1: So it's very local here. PM. Four and a half hours. Oh, Black and
0: Black my word. I can't go. Get...
1: I can imagine you on stage for four and a half
0: hours. <laughs> I know, would, I would be on stage for four and a half hours. I can't, I just, I can't believe that all of this existed mm-hmm. and now has gone.
1: Did you know this about no. your own, I don't know, like... Queer black history. No, it's
0: not in, I think because um, we started Fagamuffin Block Party at um, out of, um, Hackney, Hackney Carnival in 2018, focused specifically on queer yeah. um, people of colour and having a sound system at Carnival yeah. that felt like this safe space and open to allies. Um, and we talked about the lack of focus for um, black queer spaces in Hackney. I had no idea that this ever existed.
1: Centreprise is just one of the queer spaces which used to exist in Hackney, but no longer does. Whilst there are still some amazing people like Don Juan starting up new initiatives like Fagamuffin Block Party, the decline in queer spaces is a worrying London-wide trend. Five years ago, a report was published by the University College London Urban Laboratory looking into the decline of queer spaces in London. It found that in the 10 years between 2007 and 2017, the number of queer venues in the capital fell by 58%, from 125 to just over 50. I asked Don about how easy it was for them to find a sense of community when they first arrived in London. And they mention another queer London institution, which has also since closed, the joiners arms on Hackney Road.
0: Oh, that's a really good question. I think it didn't feel um, to me like when I arrived, it felt harder to find um, that sense of community. That was one of the things that I I felt when I first got to London. And actually, I think that's something that you feel um, regardless of you know um what what sexuality it's like you you and and i felt like i had to go out and find a community but i also it would have been good to feel like there were these kind of shout outs or you know there were events or but yeah i felt like i had to um i just looked up what was going on and it felt really good to know that the joiners was so close um but that said the joiners as are a lot of um queer bars were, were very kind of male heavy
2: yes they were yeah
0: yeah so um so that was always a bit but it, but I still enjoyed being in that space and still it still felt one of the things that I enjoyed about the joiners was that you got all sorts of people and there was a real mm. um It was quite an arty vibe, so you've got some of the, like, kind of central St Martin type, you know, Mm -hmm. all of the trendy, um, cool people that just ended up going there. And that that was, and I met lots of queens and, you know, just, it was just a great um, place to be in. But I, but it did feel, it didn't feel easy to find a queer community when I first came to London.
1: Spaces like the former Joiner's Arms are crucial to our community, giving us a space where people across the breadth of the rainbow spectrum can come together and be together. In the wake of its closure, a new group, Friends of the Joiner's Arms, has been formed to try and save the much-loved institution. But is it just about nightlife? What else might the future of LGBT spaces in London look like?
2: So would you welcome, because they're considering building a new LGBTQIA plus centre, because you used to have one in Islington and there was one in Brixton, Yeah. and they used to be a hub for these these kind of communities, and these networks could book out a room and just yeah. host it there, or there were places like Enterprise of course. The Rio is also kind of trying to reach out to these communities. Okay. Um, they're hoping to do some queer nights, they've got some funding, so they're trying to to go back into that, because yeah. you're right, it's, very, it's a very lonely experience. It's more formalised
1: again. It's kind of like yeah. it was very formalised. Yeah. Then, like, I don't know, the social side when people felt like they had spaces, yeah. it became unformalised. Yeah. But now, what we're saying actually is going back to a place where it's a bit more formalised
2: again. And away from alcohol as well. Yes. Yeah. Because that's one of the things I know the Rio's um, passionate about is to have non alcoholic socialising yeah. events, because so much of a queer culture is based around well it used to be and this is again where their spaces are dying clubbing and going out and drinking and that's not always what people need or want they want something like a media project or they want a music night or they want things that show the other bits of their personality not just the oh I'm fun and
1: part of it's a necessity too because as you said if spaces are disappearing we need to come up with a new solution if there aren't the spaces to do it then yeah I
2: completely
0: agree and I think it would be incredible to have a space dedicated To um, to just being able to come a, a space where you feel you can come in and do all sorts of stuff. So um, things like you know open mic nights and, and poetry and all that kind of stuff that isn't centered around drinking. And I think in this area, when you think about a the the kind of the population within Hackney is huge, um, but when you think of the um, LGBTQ plus community and allies that would just want to be involved in that space it I I think it would be full. (laughs) I'd be there, I'd be first in the queue.
1: As our community has evolved and changed, its relationship with its spaces has changed too. The decline in London's queer nightlife is a tragedy and as much as there's of course a need to revive and protect these nighttime spaces, there's also perhaps an opportunity to build something new alongside them something which allows our community to come together to explore all of its other passions too. The conversation around community spaces runs much deeper than I've probably had time to do justice to on today's episode, but I hope there's something in here that's piqued your interest in finding out more about this incredibly important subject. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Proud Hackney's Proud Podcast. If you would like to find out more about what we've discussed today, you can of course get in touch with the Hackney Archives team on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook, or email. The address is archives at hackney.gov.uk. Alternatively, the archives themselves are on the top floor of the Dalston CLR James Library, and they're open from Wednesday to Friday, 10 to 6. I'd also like to give a shout-out to the amazing Don One, who you can find on Instagram and Twitter at Don1Birmingham. That's D-O-N-1Birmingham next week is the final episode of our limited series and we're going to be talking about a timely and sometimes controversial topic pride until then thanks for listening